Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you're listening and watching. Welcome to Sonographers in the Cities. I'm Lynn. And I'm Giselle. We still have quite a few questions from you to continue our Q&A. However, in today's episode, we are putting a pause on our Q&A to bring you a guest. Before I hand over the introduction to Giselle, if you're watching this, you already know who the guest is. And if you're listening, uh, I'm keeping the suspense a little bit longer. Oh, wait, it will be in the title. Never mind, you already know who it is. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so <laughs> that would a good one. joke. I, I didn't realize that. That's true. It's okay. I just you, you, just, you just thought okay. of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, suspense, my face suspense. is turning hot. <laughs> we wouldn't be where we are without with our baby podcast, without each and every one of you. So we, Giselle and I, are so appreciative of you all for tuning in each episode. And if you're new, welcome. We hope you'll find us a fun, informative sonography resource for you. And please don't forget to set your notifications, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to Giselle's channel for more episodes. Okay, I'm done. Giselle, please introduce our guest. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. As you guys can tell, I guess, from the title, which, you know, we could have hit his name. Yes, guys. I know. It's Michael. And for those of you guys who don't know him, he's a basically superstar senior sonography student who is about to go into his last rotation of clinicals. And if you haven't seen the video that I did with him before, he spoke on behalf of being already like kind of part of the medical field and gave you guys great tips on what to do before you get into sonography. So definitely check out that video. But it's Michael. Welcome, Michael. Thank you okay, guys for having me. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh, she had like the greatest, longest intro. I mean, that would have been great if it was a surprise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, how are you today? Good. Um, I just got off of work a few hours ago. Um, so how are you guys doing? Hanging in there? I'm doing well. I had bubble, I finished my class. I had bubble tea in class. So now I'm like, this tea is like making me really hyped. But I'm ending my week with you guys, so I'm really, really excited. Aw, thank you. I just woke up. (laughs) (laughs) My brain's not functioning. Sorry, everyone. But uh, we're excited to have Michael on today, and he is going to talk on behalf of cardiovascular students for his, you know, program, and he can also give you guys great tips and tricks, tell you a little bit about his uh, story, so... Let's let's start with that. Why sonography? Who are you? What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you guys have not seen Giselle's other video with me, my name is Michael. I am from South Louisiana. I currently reside in South Alabama. Um, I relocated for school, being that there were no cardiovascular sonography programs in my state. Um, I decided to branch out to Alabama. I got accepted to my school. Um, And I decided to go ahead and take up residency there for a little bit longer than school. Um, And I am currently a senior student. So I am in my last clinical rotation starting this Monday. Um, I've already taken my SBI exam and I am looking forward to RDCS. (laughs) Yes, he passed. Congratulations. We're excited about that. It was so nerve wracking. (laughs) Mm hmm. 
Oh, I bet. You are definitely, well, for those who also don't know, he is one of our Discord moderators and he has um, been in that Discord for a long time. It's just great to see how much you've grown, especially from that first video that we recorded together. And look at you now, almost done. Kind of like, why did you choose sonography? You know, like, I know you were doing other medical stuff before. So why, right. why sonography? So previously, um, I was a EKG technician as well as a phlebotomist. Um, I've worked in a hospital as a cardiology tech. So that kind of entailed doing all other cardiac diagnostics. So EKGs, stress testing, Holter monitors, defibrillator and pacemaker checks. Um, and then I also worked as a, a nuclear stress tech. So basically specializing in stress tests um, strictly with nuclear studies. While I was working both as a cardiology tech and as a stress tech, I um, got to witness a lot of echoes. Um, a lot of my patients had echoes done either at their appointment or um, were planning to have them done. So whenever I had downtime at any point, I would ask the sonographers if I could observe them just to kind of get a feel for what an echo entailed. And I slowly but surely fell in love with it because I am absolutely so passionate about cardiac health um, and everything that has to do with the heart. And I figured that the next best step for me to take as far as the heart goes would be sonography school for to become an echocardiographer, given that I already kind of specialized in the electrical components. Now it was time to specialize in the mechanical components. That's awesome. <laughs> I love feeling your energy from what you're saying. It's just like your tone of voice. Like, I just love your enthusiasm. Thank I want you as my cardiac sonographer. <laughs> That's what Thank I'm you saying. So much. I right? get that a lot. I'm very, very passionate about this. And when someone gets me talking about something that I'm passionate about, it just, I just feel the happiness. <laughs> Yay. That's how I feel about Disney. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh oh, I love that so much you pretty much are like this like you're gonna you're turning into this heart expert because you have everything from like before and now you're like looking really internally and now you're the heart detective I mean that's really cool and what I do know is that you did the certification program correct like certificate certifi certificate yes. certificate route um I don't think we've talked to anyone on the podcast yet with a certificate route not yet i'm the yeah. only one <laughs> yeah so um Yay. comparing like your program and her program because i know she also had a prior bachelor's right and so you also had a prior bachelor's as well so i or don't know bachelor's the credits. Um, you had the credits i have an amount of credits that mm -hmm. equivalent to an associate's in science there you go okay yeah, so it's great to see that there's different options and different like yeah. you don't have to have a bachelor's to go the certificate route um, can you explain your route just a teeny bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I actually was a pre-nursing major prior to deciding 100% that I was going to move out of state and make that drastic change for sonography. And it just so happens that anyone that's in the allied health profession knows that a lot of the prerequisites for the programs are very, very similar, give or take maybe like two or three classes. Um, so it just so happened that all of my credits were able to be used for entrance into the sonography program, I just had to add on medical terminology and one additional three credit class just to get my number of credits um, to where they needed to be. So I did a first aid class, 
which is ultimately beneficial because being in healthcare, you're going to need first aid. Um, and it's just helpful for anyone. Honestly, um, accidents happen anywhere you go, but that is definitely one route. Another route would have been a bachelor's degree, um, in any sort of field. Um, it kind of coincides with ARDMS's guidelines for sitting for their exams other than, you know, being KHAP accredited. So, a lot of my classmates, actually, I think almost all of them, except for maybe one other one, did have a bachelor's degree in either a science profession like business, um, health administration, uh, or even we had a marine biology degree in our class. We've had art degrees, English degrees, um, a lot of variety there for people that have decided to change up their careers a little bit. Um, but I always mention how it's so crazy that sonography is still such a new field as far as the education goes, because there's so much room for growth. And there's so many different routes that you can actually take to become a sonographer compared to something as nursing, for example, which nurses have to take one test. It's the NCLEX. That's what they have to take. They have no other option or else they're not a nurse. Um, whereas sonography, we have ARRT, we have CCI, we have ARDMS. Um, there are um, Sonography Canada, you know, they have Australia. Um, there are different routes that you can take. Most commonly in the US, obviously, we have ARDMS, CCI, and ARRT. Um, but each one has different requirements, and some are a little bit less than others, some are a little bit more. And maybe not even to say that, but they allow options for people that are not your traditional student. I love that you touched up on that. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a perfect video. Now I'm going to everybody. I was like, oh, this is perfect because, you know, I, I changed my careers and I was like, oh, you wrapped it up so nicely. I'm just sitting here like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought talking. start a YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway. I love that. So yeah, I had a question last night that asked me, hey, I have a bachelor's in something completely different, like, and the school is not accredited with KHEP. And then I had explained to them like, no, like, it's okay. And you can actually do the ARDMS route under prerequisite B3. And you can get in there with any bachelor's degree as long as you're in a program. Like, and I think that's great for anyone who wants to become a sonographer who basically had experience already and he didn't even realize that you know and now he's he feels better and I'm like yay <laughs> that's awesome I think that it's extremely important for people to know that as well because I just mm -hmm. it's not like I said before it's not a make or break if you don't have a certain amount of education you can make it happen of mm -hmm. course if you have a bachelor's degree and you're going to or planning to go into a sonography program you're gonna have to familiarize yourself with A&P and um, possibly like microbiology or a chemistry or just different science subjects, um, medical terminology, just things that any healthcare worker or allied health field degree requires because those are just necessary. But other than that, your general level of education is honestly more dependent on that than it is what sort of background you have. But it does help. The more you have and the more things that stack in your favor, the better. So um, science degrees, um, pre-medical experience, um, even if you take dual enrollment classes in high school for allied health or medical terminology, or a lot of schools actually, I found out, even offer EKG courses, um, EMS courses, or phlebotomy courses. Uh, if you're 18, you're able to do those. So I definitely think that people should take advantage of that if they can. But yeah, I just think that it's wonderful how many different routes that they have with sonography. And I will say 
who knows if it's going to be like that forever as the field starts to grow and it becomes more competitive, we may face more challenges as far as that goes. Um, but for now it's very, um, not to say easy because it's not, but there are multiple pathways that you can take for sonography. Why it's so confusing, right? And that's, that's why really people confusing. don't know where to start. And I remember like when Lynn was doing her research, like I'm sure she also like had so many questions and didn't know where to start. I had so many questions. <laughs> like what you just said about the prerequisites, I could not like go to a non-accredited program, save money and, you know, and still be able to become a sonographer. But I didn't, you know, it's like I didn't have the patience to, <laughs> to do in-depth research there wasn't like resources where you know you can get it really quickly like this podcast episode (laughs) and I mean I'm very thankful that I had like I said I asked a lot of sonographers and I mean like dozens questions different questions the same questions and I got this information and it's funny because a lot of the questions I asked each single one had a different answer and that's because they took a different route into sonography and that's what really opened up my eyes to that and honestly a lot of the KHAP versus non-KHAP accredited schools for me it was very important that I go to a KHAP accredited school because I didn't have a bachelor's degree and I really wanted to go with ARDMS and so I needed that KHAP for, to back me up, to allow me to sit for their registries. However, uh, a lot of people don't even realize, for example, the SPI, you can sit for the SPI if you just took a physics class. You don't have to have any sort of special, like, I mean, even like Sidney Edelman, for example, he is not a sonographer. He is one of the most well-known like people to help do sessions to teach, you know, ultrasound physics. And he'll even say it. He is not a sonographer. He is he has a doctorate degree and he specializes in physics. So you don't have to be a sonographer for SPI, for example. And it's just crazy to think that. Um, But it's definitely an interesting field nonetheless. And I think that that's what makes sonography so unique compared to a lot of other modalities, which are very, very specific to that one rep. Totally agree. Just like imagine our sonography community with how many backgrounds we have and one common interest is just like fascinating and okay so back to your um you mentioned about the profession being very competitive i see that it's already competitive in certain areas in the u.s how is it in alabama like how are the programs around your area so as far as the programs um competitiveness i would say that my program for example is pretty competitive um with the amount of applicants that i believe that they get Um, They do vary in the number that they um, accept. Since they're a private institution, they're able to kind of fluctuate that number a little bit to control. It depends on how many the um, instructor feels comfortable with and depending on how many machines we have and whether we have a scan lab instructor or not. um, A lot of factors go into that. However, I will say that my school is very fair. Um, So if they truly feel as though someone will be a good sonographer, they usually figure out a way to make it work as opposed to just denying them and saying, no, you can't come in. You know, you have to wait a whole year. And also you have to consider my school. Also, we are operate on a quarterly basis. So we accept new students quarterly. So new students start every three months. That's that sounds very similar to my school. I didn't know you go to a private institute. We have so much in common. This makes me so excited. <laughs> and in the boba. And Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Are there any other programs in Alabama as well? 
So um, Alabama is a very tall state, as I like to put it. So it's not very big, but it's very tall. <laughs> so um, for example, uh, Rachel, one of our other admins or moderators in the Discord, she lives about five hours away from me, but she's still in Alabama. Um, she's super far up north and I'm super far down south. And there are her school, um, Wallace, also has a, a cardiac program. Um, and then right here in Pensacola, which is honestly a lot closer, Pensacola, Florida, there is a... Um, school that actually teaches all the modalities in a year. They are a certificate-based program, but they teach vascular, echo, OBGYN, um, small parts, and abdomen. And that is in a year, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> that sounds really, really intense. Very fast-track program. But I mean, if you have the time and you're willing, you know, I tell people all the time, like, you can do sonography as long as you have the drive and the will. Determination. To, like, yeah, to just study, <laughs> study your booty off you know, cause it's, it's a lot, but definitely, especially too, for people who are coming out of a different, completely left field career or job or high school, but it is doable. Cause there are people out there who do it. So take right. a leap of faith, you know, if you want to do this, but you've got Michael here, uh, obviously you could tell how like exciting it is when you, especially when you really enjoy something or you're passionate about it like you can get through it and life has ups and downs but you know now we have this community and everyone's here for each other it's the best i love it yes, it really is <laughs> awesome. i love our little community <laughs> lynn you had a question for michael i think earlier i don't know if you remember it but you're excited to no was it clinical it was about clinicals oh, it was about clinicals yeah. i was um you're you're saying you're entering your last clinicals yeah. and how has your program been? Like you said, your program is a year. Yes. Too? So, um, Echo so how has that been for you? Um, so it's been pretty good. I honestly think that a year is a kind of like the sweet spot as far as learning Echo would go. Um, I think that we are able to um, actually learn concepts, grasp those and actually apply them in enough time. Um, other people may argue that that's not the case. I basically how it works is we spend our first three months learning the new material um, and introducing us to Echo. And at that time, we do scan lab at the school and we also do lecture. And that's Monday through Friday. We test every Friday to ensure that we're up to date on our um, knowledge. And um, we also do scan tests as well. After the first three months, you enter your first clinicals. Usually um, that's three months as well. And usually they try to get you into two different clinical sites or sometimes it's just one. It really just depends person to person. Um, and that's when we're really able to obviously apply ourselves and get our names out there. Um, after that, we come back, we learn advanced echo. Um, and we also have the option to do a pediatric echo course as well, which is optional. Um, I did opt in to do it. Um, I absolutely love pediatrics. I think that that is something that I'm very much so looking forward to doing. Um, and I learned so much from it. And at the least, I think it makes you a better adult sonographer. But then you come back, you, um, whenever you're in your junior quarter is what we call it, you learn um, each week is a different topic. And you basically dive down into the nitty gritty about what you previously learned. So a lot of numbers, a lot of um, different syndromes and disorders. Um, and we learn how to do stress tests and strain imaging and different things like that. And then we go into our senior 
quarter doing clinicals again. And that's when we usually sit for our boards as well as seek out jobs. <laughs> I really admire your program structured learning and then you're applying it in clinicals and then you go back to class setting to learn something new and then and then um, clinicals again. So I think that's really, really cool. And I'm so jealous that you have a peds rotation. I'm learning fetal echo right now and I'm totally like relating what you're saying and then I can't do anything. But just saying, I admire your program. Yeah, I really <laughs> like how my program is set up. Honestly, I'll brag about it for a minute because a lot of students um, often have the struggle of doing class and clinicals at the same time. And it's very overwhelming. And I can completely understand that. And I am so thankful my school does it the way that they do, because whenever we are not in class, we can kind of calm down a little bit and focus on the actual field of work and learning how to scan. And it's all about scanning and hospital work at that point. It's not about as much classroom work. Um, and it also gives us a little bit of downtime to study and catch up, maybe refresh some things that we learned in the beginning of the quarter before we went to clinicals. And um, yeah, fetal echo is definitely pretty cool though. And I actually really want to learn fetal echo someday. A lot of peds clinics do fetal echo. Um, so I'm hoping that I get a job where I'll be able to cross train into fetal as well. Me too. <laughs> uh, um, it seems like you love your program. Um, what are the most challenging thing about it? And what's your favorite part? So I would say that overall, the most challenging, and I honestly think that this is any program, would be confidence. My oh. confidence as well as pretty much everyone else in my classes like is always lacking. But honestly, I've come to realize that I think that that is just a sonographer's trait. You know how certain field of works have certain traits and you can just tell. I feel like being a sonographer, your confidence is always going to be slightly lacking. And I think that that has a lot to do with our strive for like the perfect image that just never really comes, you know? And I think that no matter who, how long you've been in the field, I feel like you're never going to be 100% confident. You may get to that 99.99% confident, but I feel like no sonographer is ever going to be at that 100% but especially not when you're a student and not when you've just started your career. Um, so definitely confidence, but you have to give yourself a break and you have to give yourself some confidence because that's also what's needed to get through the program, to get registered and to actually work in the field. Um, as far as a disadvantage or um, that was kind of a disadvantage. Now, a uh, positive thing about being a sonography student, I think that we get to witness so many cool things um, as far as the human body goes. Um, there are a lot of things that before I entered the medical field that I didn't even think would be possible. Um, but when you're in the medical field and you are a sonography student, you see such interesting pathology, you see such interesting disorders, syndromes, conditions, um, and just overall states of health that really puts you into, like puts things into perspective of life and just um, healthcare in general. Since uh, it seems like you love what you're doing, which is great. And uh, uh, last one, train of thought. Okay, so now, since sonography is such a female dominant profession, how does it feel for you um, being a male student and future male sonographer? Did you feel any intimidation? Did you feel any um, self doubt? Obviously, I don't think so because you're <laughs> already doing amazing. But please shed some light because I feel like some. <laughs> Uh, for future uh, students who are considering this, um, maybe you can 
open a door for them? Right. I totally understand where that question is coming from. And it's kind of always something that's floating in the back of, honestly, probably every male sonographer's head, um, as well as a lot of students that are considering going to school for sonography, especially if they're male. Um, I would say that overall, a lot of the healthcare related fields are predominantly run by women. And I honestly think that any man that is able to live up to the expectations of school and um, any of the allied health field programs, I think that they should feel very thankful, grateful, and honestly honored to be a part of it. Um, As for any part of the field, especially sonography, I'm very honored to have the brain that I have, that I'm able to absorb the information that I'm needing to, to help my patients. Um, Ultimately, we should know that no matter what you do in healthcare, it's about your patients. It's about helping your patients, not hurting them, not making them feel uncomfortable. And I think that um, in some situations, it could be hard to understand, especially for people that don't have healthcare related experience as a male, um, to understand what it feels like to not, I don't like to use the word discrimination because I don't consider it a form of discrimination. Um, I just think that we should keep our patients comfortable. If a patient doesn't feel comfortable with a male sonographer for whatever reason it may be, then get them a female or, you know, maybe just talk to them a little bit. Maybe they just have this fear that they're making up in their head that you just need to have a conversation with them and assure them that everything's going to be okay. If they insist, you respect their wishes as you would do, whether you're male, female, um, or all of the above, it doesn't really matter. Um, you respect your patient's wishes. That's the ultimate um, answer to that question. However, I do not let it discourage me. And I don't think that any guy should let it discourage them into going into a healthcare related field. I think that men are just as great as women. And I think that we can do just as well in the field. Um, And I think that it's great because some patients may be more comfortable with a male sonographer. Um, and it's great to have that variety, uh, especially it depends also which modality you go into. Obviously, a little bit more of the sensitive subjects would be breast, um, OBGYN for transvaginals. Um, and also echo is a little bit of a sensitive one, being that women do have to take their tops off. Um, however, pretty much for any of the modalities, we keep patients as covered as possible and we are respectful as possible um, to ensure that they are as comfortable as possible. So I just make it my best effort to make my patient comfortable. And I think that as long as you keep that in the back of your mind and know that you are doing your best, I don't think that you should let um, any stigma or anything like that affect you going into the field if you are a male. Very well said. said. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, that's really great because uh, um, we do get that question and it is a common question, you know, so it's definitely good to let them know, like, if this is something that you want to do, like, go for it. Um, Obviously, talk to others if you're really questioning it. I've um, had Jesus on, for those of you who do know Jesus, he's a well-known sonographer on the internet. And uh, also Henry from Sonographic Tendencies, he's a very popular sonographer as well. And I work with a ton of male sonographers and they're some of the greatest, best coworkers that I know. So definitely don't let that hold you back if you're someone that's listening and you're questioning if you should go into the field or not, because it's it's possible. Yeah. 
And I mean, if it helps you with this statement here that I'm about to say, just think about this. Every single person that you run across, there's a reason that you run across that person, right? Or at least I believe that. If you enter the healthcare field as a sonographer, you go through all of this training, you go through this schooling, and you get a job as a sonographer and you start working, every patient that you scan, you are having a huge impact in their life. So if you really feel as though sonography is your calling, you're probably being called in for a reason. It's because we need you in the field and your patients need you, whether you realize it or not yet, and how important you're going to be in their care. And that just wraps up my last question for you. (laughs) (laughs) What advice you have for future Uh, students and current sonography students? That was amazing. That's yeah. a that's a great. I was like, oh, so insightful. <laughs> yes, I do believe it too. Giselle's last video with me, I gave a lot of information about getting your foot in the door with healthcare. I think that is a great option as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just taking familiarizing yourself with cardiac anatomy if you're interested in cardiac, or OB anatomy if you're interested in OB, um, cross sectional anatomy, medical terminology. There's tons of easy um, or what I consider easy um, outlets to get your foot in the door, even as a high school student. Lobotomy, EKG, scribes, even. I mean, my the scribes that are in our hospital, I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you guys like see so <laughs> I much? I always admired them because, you yeah. know, some doctors can be scary, especially when you're recording down everything that they say. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're <laughs> like there typing everything the doctor is saying. I'm like, do they know what how to spell that? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> do they oh have God. spell check on that? <laughs> But we're so grateful to have you on. This Thank was you. really great. Very grateful to be here and to know you both. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Oh my gosh. Yes, and thank you. You so and Lynn much. have so much in common. It's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we hope to have you on again in the future when you become a sonographer. I and- would love to come back and hopefully maybe yeah. pediatric echo. That's a very little um yes. not touched on subject that I was. I'm looking forward oh, yes. to possibly talking a lot more about. <laughs> yes, I, we need some experts in the echo field. I feel like there's not as many because I actually get a lot of students who ask me and then I'm like, um, like I'm looking for a sonographer in the echo field who wants to share and there's not that many. So right. to have you guys is going to be really awesome for everyone in the future. And also for those of you who don't know and are not in the Discord, Michael is going to be hosting a Kahoot session. So Ooh. do you want to share a little bit about that before we go? Sure. So um let's see. I just need to get a date real quick. Yeah. <laughs> not have that in head. Um it is actually going to be um Friday, April 8th. Um we will be doing it at um, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, I will be hosting a Kahoot. I have about 50 or so questions um, and anyone is welcome to attend, whether you are interested in cardiac or not. And definitely encourage if you are interested in cardiac, uh, whatever level student you are, if you're a sonographer already, I want everyone to attend. Um, I'll also be doing question and answer and I can also explain questions um, or answers to questions as well. <laughs> and so just so everyone knows, April 8th is today if you're listening to this episode it is today tonight oh, it's today. if you're yes this episode okay. oh, wow. is on april 8th. Gonna i'll post it when is this gonna come out on april 8th. i'll post it beforehand so people can come okay yes. cool. but yeah that's exciting so, and and this exciting. pst 8 p.m yeah. pst 5 p.m pst and we will um i'm sure we'll record it right i'm sure we've yeah. we've recorded some of our old cahoots so yeah if you guys aren't part of the discord community you should definitely join it
Definitely. <laughs> it's so much fun. Oh, yeah, I've had you. I've had like messages um through my highlights about your Discord yourself. I'm like, how oh. do you get a part of it? So if you get any DMs about your Discord. <laughs> yes, yeah. You guys have to uh, message me, um, send me an email. Or you can also message Michael as well. All my moderators, admins, they all have the um, ability to add you in there. I um, open the floor to them to be able to do that. So definitely reach out to any one of us. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys come and join us. There's a lot of new people coming into this field every month every year so we're gonna be here for as long as we can for you guys so we appreciate you michael we can't wait um excited for everything and for you um and we'll have you on in the future you better get that pediatric echo (laughs) thank you i'm excited i really i'm determined so it's gonna happen (laughs) it will happen Um, But yeah, with that, you guys take care. Have a good weekend. And for those of you who are coming tonight, we'll see you later then. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Michael, for your time. Um, It's been great just listening to you. If you inspired, I feel like you could be your school's recruiter because I would want to go to your program (laughs) or any program that you recruit for them. They would be lucky to have you. I think that wraps up for today's episode. Hope you like it. And until next week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.